Hi everyone, this is Jana Panaritis, and you're listening to the AgeWise Podcast, where we give you strategies for aging well and wisely. We're doing something a little different today. We went out into the field for the first time, and I interviewed an artist named Rosemary Otto. She's a self-taught artist who lives on her own and has grappled with mental illness for much of her adult life. Rosemary is considered an outsider artist. She's used her art not just to express her emotions, but to help with her recovery from mental illness. She's been hospitalized several times, but for a variety of reasons, we didn't get into that in the interview. I was more interested in learning about Rosemary's work and how she manages as an older adult living on her own with, frankly, very little money. She seemed eager to talk, in particular, about a series of paintings she's almost completed called The Invisible Women. Now, there's a point during the interview where Rosemary shares the meaning behind her paintings. She reads from texts that had been written out in advance on index cards. This text will accompany her Invisible Women paintings. And as she was reading, I was utterly hypnotized by her poetic descriptions. I was reminded of the incredible power of the human brain, even as it ages and despite having battled mental illness. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did, and that it helps put into perspective whatever challenges you're facing, whether in caregiving or as you age. And be sure to go to the AgeWise website to see some of the paintings that Rosemary refers to in the interview. We'll have them all there so you can actually see the work. And now, the episode. I am so pleased to be in the home of Rosemary Otto, an outsider artist. Thank you. You're welcome. Who lives and works in Lake Worth, Florida. But Rosemary, I understand that you were born in Germany. Is yes, that I right? was. Can you tell us a little bit about growing up there? And well, I didn't grow up there. We were only there. I was born in 1938, and that was when World War II really began. And so we were there during the war. Mm-hmm. My mother and I, and my sister was born there. My brothers were born here in, in Lake Worth, three blocks from this house. This house was my great-grandmother's house. So your mom was American? She was American. And your dad was German? Yes. Right. So how did they end up in Germany? Well, he came to the United States and he was here as an illegal alien. And he married her. Mm-hmm. And she she was so worried about his being an, an, an alien. So she insisted that, he, or she asked him to go back to Germany. So we were there during the war. Then after the war, we came to the United States, and uh-huh. my mother left my father, and she brought up four children in this house all by herself. And wow. it was just a miracle that she had a college degree and was able to get a job teaching art like Worth High School, where she taught for 30 years. So how old were you when you came here? Uh, between, I don't know how old I was. I, I think I blocked that all out. <laughs> Five, six, seven, and eight. Do you mind my asking how old you are now? I'm 78, going on 79 in November. All righty. And you look marvelous. My Thank audience so can't much. see you, but I can attest to the fact that Rosemary looks absolutely fabulous. Well, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, so I'm very aging fortunate. becomes you. <laughs> Thank you. So I know your mom was an artist and she gave you a set of crayons, as I understand it. It was my great grandmother. Not my great grandmother. My grandmother sent me a box of crayons. And I thought the colors were the most beautiful things I had ever seen. And I asked my mother to make me a picture. So she made a picture of a beautiful house, Mm -hmm. made all out of wavy lines. Mm -hmm. And after that, 
I, whenever I had time or when I didn't have time in school, I would make pictures. So I've always been doing that with crayons. And then I, later on, I developed it into oil paints and watercolors and mm-hmm. prints and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. So you live in your great-grandmother's house. Your mom was an artist. She was very... She was actually not an artist. She oh, was an art teacher. An art teacher. Okay. She said she would rather have been an artist because it would have made her a better teacher, but she was a wonderful teacher. She was the head of the art department at Lakeworth High School. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about your creative process. Oh, goodness. Couldn't I just explain to you about the Invisible Women series? You absolutely can. Yes, so tell us about that series. First of all, before you do that, can you define for our listeners what an outsider artist is? I think that it was the title of a book that had pictures of mine in it. And I think they, that it, was, it was called Outsider Art. It was artists who have a mental illness. I have a mental illness. And they put pictures from mentally ill people into this, this book. And they called it Outsider Art. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know what they meant by that. Tell us about the invisible, what is it? <laughs> the invisible women. Um, I made a picture and it had dresses, empty dresses in the picture and I didn't know what it meant I, this is strange my friend looked at it and she said oh invisible women and she said do you know what invisible women are she said when you get older people just act as though you're invisible so I started making invisible women pictures so that was how I began the invisible women series and then I started putting meanings into the the invisible women wearing just a dress and you can't see them. Hmm. And one of them is that invisible women are dear people. You know, like I put antlers on them and they're like dear, but they're also like precious. Wow. Dear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, dear people love to read magazines about beautiful people. Dear people do not need to be jealous. They are super and special. They have lived already. I have a whole lot of these things that I wrote to go along with my Invisible Women pictures. They sometimes are on TV or on the radio. They love many things. They love to wear pretty colors, like the colors of Egyptian sheets. They love turquoise in their paintings. They have favorite painters and paintings. They love flowers. They are fields of wheat and fields of clover. They are a drink of water when you are thirsty. They are the pen of the writer. They make things possible. They are the happiness that comes from love. Invisible women are happiness in your arms. They are the color of gold. They are light on your eyelashes. They fly on gossamer wings. They can't help but love you. They are easy to love because the sun shines and high noon comes often. They are a cool marble floor in the tropics. When I looked at the invisible women, I noticed that the invisible women are plums. I put plums in the pictures. They are the bright and shining stars. They have a bed under a plum tree. Their beds have dust ruffles. They have cars. They drive. 
They have some friends that are like unicorns. They have good jobs. They stay very busy. They grow in a plum tree because they are a plum. <laughs> Why plums? A plum is something special, isn't it? If you're a plum, it also means that you're something special. Right. So I, I, <laughs> I read all these things, that. all these things about the invisible <laughs> women, and some of them are shown graphically in the pictures. Like I do have a plum tree mm-hmm. in some of the pictures. Mm-hmm. They hold a child in their arms. They are the fruit of an olive tree. Invisible women are sun shining on a rainbow of many colors. They are the question you want to ask. They are a perfect circle. Uh, sometimes invisible women herd cats. <laughs> sometimes they herd sheep. They love trees. They are celestial. Sometimes I put them hanging on a line going from one star to another. Mm -hmm. They love flowers. Sometimes they have pets. They have cherished possessions. I thought about all the different things that invisible women are, and I wrote them down. I have four pictures that are all ready to be finished. The last coat of paint goes on them. And on the back of the pictures, I wrote what's in the picture about the invisible women. Mm Mm-hmm. What comes first, the writing or the painting? Well, I didn't write like this before for anything else. I just did it for this one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You just took a different approach. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to me. Any a particular inspiration? When did, this, when did this come about? I have a good friend that I never had before. Uh-huh. Maybe that's where it came from. Oh. Because she's so nice to me. Uh-huh. Carol is so nice to me. She's, it was her yeah. idea. She said... Mm-hmm. She looked at the picture of the empty dresses. She says, oh, invisible women. So that's where it came from. Okay. How do you think your art has changed as you've gotten older? Um, it's not as imaginative as it was. Really? It looks pretty imaginative well, to me. these are old pictures. These are older. Okay. Now that I'm getting older, I don't think they're as imaginative as they were. This is my favorite, this one right here. It has the girls swimming, talking to each other. One of them has uh, an eternal flame in her hand. That's a huge painting, by the way. Eight feet by four feet. When I first painted it, I didn't really like it very much. But then it grew on me, and I decided it was my favorite painting. Uh Uh-huh. I want to ask how you would describe your work. Other people have described it as allegorical, metaphorical. How would you describe it? Well, I do think that's a good idea. In the in eternal flame, that's kind of allegorical, mm-hmm. the eternal flame, because some people think it's love, but I think it's imagination or creativity. The eternal flame can be just about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. In terms of your work, do you work every day? Do you paint every day? Tell us I try that. to, but uh-huh. I'm lazy. And huh? I have a hard time getting started. So I have different things I do that get me started painting. <laughs> uh-huh. How do you get inspired to start? I look at a clock and I say, when it gets to be half an hour from now, I'm going to start painting. Uh-huh. That's how I make myself sit down because it's kind of hard to do. It takes a lot of discipline. It does. Yeah. So how many hours do you work? when you Oh, stay? pretty long time. Every day normally? Or? No, not every not day every at day. all. No, okay. not every day. Yeah. I go to the senior center, the Mid-County Senior Center, and um, 
that takes time, so I don't have time on the days I go to the Mid County Senior Center. Oh, okay. Well, tell us about that and when oh, you started going there. And that's what a it is. wonderful place. It's mm-hmm. on Lake Worth Road, right near the the community college. Mm-hmm. Now it's the State College, Palm Beach State College. They have two art classes: one on Monday and one on Friday. The one on Monday is oil paintings. People come in and bring their oil paints and paint together. And the one on Friday is a Spanish-speaking art class. And Elena and Gloria teach, and they show anyone who comes in, and they will help you and get you started, give you art supplies. It's, It's just magnificent. Wow. How did you hear about that? A friend of mine mentioned it, and said, why didn't you go there? So I tried it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. So, Rosemary, you have help around here? Do you have a caregiver? or had- No, I'm all myself. That's incredible because you're so vital. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so do you have any concerns about your own health going forward? Or? Oh, it's terrible. My knees are going. My legs are going. My back is going. It's just terrible uh-huh. to get old. <laughs> yeah. But the alternative, they say, you know, is not so good. <laughs> yeah. So who do you rely on for help if you feel really badly? Oh, I have a guardian. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and tell us about your guardian. Well, my brother wanted me to have a guardian, and uh, they wanted to put me in a nursing home, so now I have a different guardian. The first guardian wanted to put you in a nursing home? Yes, I'm not ready for a nursing home. Yeah, I don't think most people really like nursing homes. No, it's terrible. (laughs) The idea of it, to be locked up, Uh terrible. I mean, I've been locked up because of my mental illness, but that's understandable. But I guess a nursing home is understandable, too. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a nursing home? You've never never stayed there? No. Okay. Do you think that your hospital experience turn you away from nursing homes in particular or no, okay just the opposite because oh, okay. i enjoyed being in the in the mental hospital okay. yes it was nice okay. the people were so interesting and so lovely they were lovely people hmm. and how long were you there for i was there oh i've been there several times i've been to a big state hospital four times and they left me in there for six months and i didn't like being left there but I did enjoy being with the people. That's so interesting. So, yeah. And how are you feeling now? Well, I'm a little stressed because we're t- I'm talking very fast. Slow down if you need to. That's fine. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, sure. Take your time. That's so, so nice. So do you have any other family members that are really close by? No, you, my you brother, brother just died. Oh, my I'm other sorry. brother died earlier. I'm sorry. And my sister doesn't like me, so I don't get to see her at all. Is she nearby? In, in She's in Miami. Well, it seems like you've got a supportive system around you. Yes, you, I do. That you really rely on. Yes. And you like your new guardian? Yes, of course. And yes. you're going to continue along that path yes. for a while now? Yes. They're guardians of the property, which means I that see. they are in charge of my paintings and my money. Okay. And I don't have much money. Okay. I only get Social Security and rent a little cottage. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have very much money, which mm-hmm. is a problem. But now we're hoping that I'll sell some pictures so that we can make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But you own this house? or Well, it has a reverse mortgage oh, on I it. Oh, I see. Okay. But it is my house. Okay. They say I still do own it, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But 
It's my house. And you work out of here. It's a good space for it's working. It's wonderful, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's preferable to be in a house rather than a nursing home, right? I mean, <laughs> so I don't think true. anybody really wants to go into a nursing no. home. I, I know there's really no one-size-fits-all as uh-huh. you get older, uh-huh. right? But I was hoping if I had to go to a nursing home that I would be able to do my artwork anyway. What a great idea for nursing homes yeah. to have that kind of a nursing home. Yeah. How would the government reimburse us for that? The same, just the same. You mentioned that there are some bad things about getting older. Is there anything good about getting older? Not yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I have to wait and see. I like that attitude because that suggests to me that you don't even think of yourself as older right now. How do you think of yourself right now? Well, I like my paintings more than I used to. I like the big one on the wall with the two girls swimming Mm -hmm. and uh, high-fiving each other with the (laughs) eternal flame with the two dolphins, great big dolphins. It's an eight-foot by four-foot painting, and it's my favorite. And how long did it take you to complete this? Is it completed? It's completed in 1985. Okay, and how long did it take to complete that? Not very long, really. It's a huge canvas. Did you create that here? No, it was a wonderful space I was in. Okay. It was uh, the bridge program from the Mandalay, and uh, they would leave in the after lunch, and then I would have the whole place to myself, and it was air-conditioned, and the walls were enormous. Wow. So I had a place to put big paintings. It was just a marvelous experience. Wow. Was that an artist's studio or just a space they set up for you? It was you? just a space they set up for the mentally ill people. And you said the bridge program. Was that in part of a, a hospital ward? No, or? they okay. just called it the bridge as a place leading to somewhere else. What do you think about getting older? Well, no one wants to get older, but you do have life experiences after that. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. People think that youth is better, but at the senior center, the grandmothers, they mostly speak Spanish at the senior center, and abuelitas is the little grandmothers, and they are so close with their families, which is a great thing. And I think about the little abuelitas and the little nietzas are the grandchildren they get to be together. And I wish that they had some English children's books and some Spanish children's books so that the grandmothers would have an, an opportunity to be read to by the grandchildren yeah. so that they could learn English because that's a problem for them because they don't know English very well. It's hard when you get older. But wouldn't it be nice if they could have an interaction with the grandmothers and the grandchildren mm-hmm. or the grandfathers Yeah, and they could read to each other and learn English at the same time and mm-hmm. maybe the children could learn some Spanish. Children's books are so clear and lucid and and with the essential vocabulary that a person needs. Mm -hmm. So I just think that if someone would just donate some children's books when there are Spanish-speaking grandmothers, it would be so good for them to have time to spend with their children, a reason to be spending time with them. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Un muy poquito. Very small. Very small. So what's a good day for you? Oh, let's see. To get ready, go to the senior center early because the van comes at 7.30 mm-hmm. or 8. Mm-hmm. And then I go home at 2. Then I relax a while and then I paint, maybe. 
and on the days I don't go to the senior center, I do try to paint. How often do you go to the senior center? Well, it depends what days I have appointments, doctor's appointments. Oh, I see. How do you get to your doctor's appointments? Oh, they have a wonderful system now. It's called PalmTran, and I recommend it to anyone who, who has a way, has a difficulty getting around. It's very important. And are those services coordinated for you? For yes, you? you call them up and then and set a time, uh-huh. and they come to your house and they give you a ride to where you're going, and they pick you up and bring you home. And you set the appointments, uh, the doctor's appointments and stuff? Are yes. You, are you driving at all now? No. When did you stop driving? How long has it been? Five years, maybe. Oh, that's not very long. Or maybe longer. Do you miss driving? No. No, it's too dangerous to yeah. drive. Yeah. Palm trans marvelous. Uh-huh. So, Rosemary, what advice would you give for young people about getting older? Well, get to know your little abuelitas. If you have grandmothers who speak Spanish and would, would like to speak English but don't know how, it would really be great if you would spend time with them reading children's books. I think it would be a great thing. It's nice to spend time with the wisdom of your grandmother. That's what I think. When you were younger, were the older people in your life influential? How did the older people in your well, life influence you? I liked you? my grandmother a lot, and my great-grandmother did like me, because when I came over from Germany, I didn't speak English. I spoke German, and I think maybe the people gave her a hard time because she had relatives mm-hmm. when America was at war with Germany, and I think that she didn't like me for that reason, maybe. Hmm. But And my other grandmother didn't like me a whole lot, but I spent a lot of time with her anyway. Who else influenced you as you were growing up artistically? My mother. Mostly my mother. Oh, Elizabeth Underwood. She came to my elementary school. She didn't get paid, but she came and she gave us art lessons, and she liked my artwork. So when I took a piece of paper and messed up on it, I would go to her and ask for another piece of paper, and she would always give me a second piece of paper. She was encouraging. How has art helped you? Well, it's given me a way to make a living. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't made very much of a living, but it has helped. Let's talk about where your work is currently showing. I'm hoping Rolando will show my work. He says he will. So Rosemary's talking about the owner of the Box Gallery here in West Palm Beach, an artist named Rolando Chang Barrero, very well-known artist in South Florida. And Rolando is showing some of Rosemary's work right now. Is that correct? He's sitting right here. Why don't you come on over and talk with us? Yes, I have the pleasure of making Rosemary's acquaintance, uh, I guess a little bit over two years ago, but I only knew your work. I hadn't had the pleasure of meeting you personally until a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to be showing the Invisible Women series, as well as other works that we picked together. And when can we expect that exhibit to go up, Orlando? Probably mid-July, we're going to have a showcase of her work, and then she'll be part of the permanent collection on exhibition. Uh, Of course, all the work is available for sale. And we have uh, contacted a couple of of your collectors. They know that we're going to be showcasing your work very soon. We're working on a website. You know, we have a lot of little things programmed, and you're a wonderful artist. It's a pleasure to work with you, Rosemary. Rosemary, how long have you been on your own now? 1990. My mother died in 1990. And were you ever married or with a partner? No, I was never married. Okay. You must really miss your mom then. 
Yeah, I miss her terribly. She was wonderful. Mm, she sounds wonderful. She was. She was really wonderful. We're, we're lucky when we like our mothers, aren't we? Yes. I mean, a lot of people don't like their parents. I feel lucky because I like my mother. I love her. That's a big mistake not to like your mother. Somehow you got to find a way, right? Right. Anything else that you'd like to add? No, that's it. Thank you very much for giving me time to tell you things. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rosemary. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you like this show, please tell your friends. And if you're so inclined, go to agewise.com and subscribe to the show there or wherever you get your podcasts. The AgeWise podcast is produced and mixed by me, and it's distributed on the nationally syndicated Speak Up Talk radio network. I'm Jana Panaritis. See you next time. And remember, every caregiver has a story. I want to hear yours. This is-